بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the tawfiq to gather in one of his houses of worship to celebrate our iman, to discuss about aspects that iman dictates. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send his peace and salutations and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his companions, and those who follow his way until yawmuddin. Amin ya Rabbi. Among the beliefs of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, you may have heard this term before. Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. This is a phrase used to categorize the majority of Muslims. And it literally means the people of Sunnah and consensus and, and the majority. And throughout history, this has been the major group of Islam. When we say Muslims, there's many different categories, right? But the general consensus, what we understand to be Islam, is the general view of Islam. Of course, there has been other views, but they, some movements died out, some movements splintered off into different groups, etc. But the majority of all of Muslims, they have been given a title, and that is Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The people of Sunnah who follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah and they stick together. There's a unity among them. What is the dalil of this? What is the proof? How do you know if you're amongst Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah? If you go to various different countries throughout the world, you will find different masajid. You may never have gone to this country before. You might, might not speak the language of that country. For instance, you go to China. You find a masjid. You go into the masjid and you see everyone performing salah and they're going to be performing salah the same way as you perform salah. They're going to be having their khutbahs the same way as you are used to having the khutbah. They're going to discuss the same issues that are being discussed in our masajid. This is a sign that we are all unified. And you can do this in various countries. So the majority is going to be of this group. Of course, you will find somewhere in some places things that stand out. They're doing things differently. This is a sign maybe. They're not part of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Of course, there's a more technical term to it or a technical definition to what this is. But the reason I bring this up is because I want to speak about a creedal issue. A creedal issue today. And that is our stance as Muslims regarding the companions of Rasulullah What do we believe when it comes to the companions of Nabi How do we think of them? What is our perception of them? What is our belief regarding them? There is this very famous treatise, a very famous book, if you will. It's very small, so you can call it a pamphlet, but maybe using the word pamphlet is a little disrespectful, but it's a treatise, we can say, an epistle of Imam al-Tahawi, rahimahullah. You may have heard it, al-Aqidah al-Tahawiyah. The Aqidah of Imam al-Tahawi, the belief, the list of beliefs that was compiled by Imam al-Tahawi. He, of course, passed away in the 300s, the second century. But he wrote this book and he highlighted the beliefs of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the beliefs of the majority of Muslims. 
And so all the book is, is a list of our beliefs. It's very brief, very short. Many students, they memorize this because it highlights what we believe in. For instance, it starts off saying, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَاحِدٌ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَلَا شَيْءٌ مِثْلَهُ وَلَا شَيْءٌ يُعْجِزُهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one. He has no partner. Nothing can harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is everything that we know and this is everything that we believe in. So it's a list of beliefs. But he goes into more detail all of the various beliefs that we need to have to be among the consensus of Muslims. What does Imam Tahawi say about the Sahaba? Now before that, just to, you know, kind of FYI, Aqidah Tahawiyah is the, the book that all Sunni Muslims agree on. All of them. You know, you might have small differences between different people, different backgrounds, they follow a different madhab or, you know, what have you. But they're all going to agree that this is our belief system. Of course, he came in the 300s. There were books compiled before him. But it was so widely accepted that everyone in his era, they, they kind of had ijma on it, meaning they were all in agreement that this is our belief system. So from that time onwards, from the, the uh, 4th century onward, so he passed away in the 300s, 4th century onward, everyone has agreed upon what is contained in it. So what does he say about the Sahaba? So I'm going to quote Imam Al-Tahawi, going to read some uh, from his treatise. So we get an understanding of what our beliefs should be regarding the companions of Rasulullah This is quite important. We need to know about the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Imam Al-Tahawi says, وَنُحِبُّ أَصْحَابَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَلَا نُفَرِّطُ فِي حُبِّ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْهُمْ he says, we love all of the companions of Rasulullah This is a book of beliefs. And he's using an emotional word, love. So part of our belief system is to be emotional. We have emotion towards these individuals. We have love for them. He says, we love. He doesn't say I love. He says, we as Muslims. We love the companions of Rasulullah Wasallam. And we do not exaggerate in our love for any one of them. So there are barriers to our love. We love them, but we do not exaggerate. We do not say that one is more than what he was. Right? That's a very short version of it. There's more detail in, in regards to that. Nor do we exonerate ourselves, nor do we disconnect from any of them. So we do not say this particular Sahabi, I don't like that Sahabi. This Sahabi was wrong and, and you know, he's, he messed up. He's not following the way of Rasulullah. We cannot do that. That is not within our sphere, our realm to discuss. That this Sahabi has not followed the Rasulullah or that Sahabi was incorrect in this regard. Imam Al-Tahawi says, this is not the way of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah. This is not the way of the majority of Muslims in the world. He also says another passionate phrase, We hate those who hate them and who remember them without khayr, who remember them in a negative manner. What does this mean? Does it mean you, you go physically attack someone when they say they don't like a sahabi? Not at all. Bold is a condition of the heart, meaning dis, a strong dislike or hatred. This does not come out in, in our dealings with the person. If someone has this opinion regarding the Sahaba, we dislike this belief that they have. We hate that belief. 
Just like a Muslim must hate kufr. A Muslim can't be happy with kufr. Right? If you hear someone is doing shirk, and in your heart you're saying, Alhamdulillah, he's doing shirk. This is not something acceptable in Islam. We cannot be happy with kufr. Does that mean now I go attack kufr? Absolutely not. This is a state of the heart. Regarding kufr itself, we need to be able to separate kufr from the individual. Because that same individual who has kufr right now, if he accepts Islam, is going to be beloved to us. Which tells us it's not the individual that we're disliking, it's the, the belief system. So that's what Imam al-Tahawi is saying here. He's not saying go attack people. He's saying we dislike this belief that a person has that they hate the Sahaba. If someone hates the Sahaba, we hate that belief. Which is causing that person to hate the Sahaba. And he says, we only mention the Sahaba when we're talking about the Sahaba. We only do so in the best words and the best terms. With love, we mention the Sahaba. We never talk about the Sahaba in a way where we're, we dislike what they've done. We have a bitter taste in our mouth regarding them. This is not the way of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Imam Al-Tahawi says, Loving the Sahaba is deen itself, it is iman itself, and it is ihsan itself. If you want to have true deen, you want to be a follower of this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa you must love the Sahaba. It says, Hubbuhum deen. Wa iman, this is iman, and it is ihsan, it is the pinnacle of our yaqeen and our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبُغْضُهُمْ كُفْرٌ وَنِفَاقٌ وَطُغْيَانٌ Hatred of the Sahaba, this is kufr. This is outside of the fold of Islam. This is nifaq, hypocrisy, and tughyan. This is transgression against the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hatred for the Sahaba. He continues. And he talks about the Khulafa Rashidin. وَنُثْبِتُ الْخِلَافَةَ بَعْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. أَوَّلًا لِأَبِي بَكْرٍ الصِّدِّيقِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ تَفْضِيلًا لَهُ وَتَقْدِيمًا عَلَى جَمِيعِ الْأُمَّةِ We establish after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's demise leadership and khilafah and being the Khalifatul Muslimin, the leader of the Muslims after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ to display our love for him, to show that he is the greatest of the ummah after Rasulullah In this ummah, there is no one greater than Abu Bakr as-Siddiq in terms of humans. After all of the Anbiya, والسلام, if you discount the Anbiya, in all of humanity, the greatest person who ever existed is Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. Then we establish the Khilafah for Umar ibn al-Khattab. We say Umar anhu is the second greatest individual in this Ummah and of all humanity. Of course, other than the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. Thumma li Uthman anhu. Then Uthman. Thumma li Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu. Then to Ali radiyallahu anhu, the cousin and the son-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. وَهُمُ الْخُلَفَاءُ الرَّاشِدُونَ وَالْأَئِمَّةُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ These are the rightly guided khulafa, which has, Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned them in the hadith, not as khulafa rashidin, but he is going to, he doesn't take them by name exactly, but you have many a hadith in high praises of these individuals, especially in the same order. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, Umar radiallahu anhu, Uthman radiallahu anhu, and Ali radiallahu anhu. 
This was known amongst the Sahaba that this was the order of their greatness. These four were exceptional among the Sahaba themselves. So that is in regards to our belief regarding the Khulafa Rashidin. Then Imam Al-Tahawi continues. He says, وَأَنَّ الْعَشَرَةَ الَّذِينَ سَمَّاهُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَبَشَّرَهُمْ بِالْجَنَّةِ نَشْهَدُ لَهُمْ بِالْجَنَّةِ عَلَى مَا شَهِدَ لَهُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَقَوْلُهُ الْحَقِّ He says there were ten individuals. We know them as the Ashara Mubashara. Ten individuals who Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has named clearly, explicitly. And he has congratulated them with Jannah. Ten individuals who were living on earth who already received the glad tidings of Jannah from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We also establish this. We bear witness that these ten are Jannatis, people of Jannah. And subhanAllah, if you look at their life stories, they were told by Rasulullah they're going to Jannah, yet they were still fearful of Allah. They didn't become complacent. You see their actions and good deeds increasing instead of decreasing. What would happen to us? Someone tells us, Nabi Wasallam tells us, you're going to Jannah, I'll stop praying salah. He already said, I'm going to Jannah, so why do I need to pray? Why do I need to give zakah? I'm going already. But their a'mal increased. Who are those ten? Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Talha, Zubair, Sa'ad, Sa'id, Abdurrahman ibn Awf, and Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah. Wa huwa aminu hadhihi al-umma, radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. These were the ten individuals, the Sahaba, who Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam named, and we call them the Ashara Mubashara. And finally, Imam al-Tahawi wraps up. It's very concise. The treatise is very concise. It just highlights the beliefs of Muslims. Like I mentioned before, many students of knowledge, they memorize this because it's widely accepted. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنَ الْقَوْلَ فِي أَصْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَأَزْوَاجِهِ الطَّاهِرَاتِ مِنْ كُلِّ دَنَسٍ وَذُرِّيَّاتِهِ الْمُقَدَّسِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ رِجِسٍ فَقَدْ بَرِيَ مِنَ النِّفَاقِ He says finally, someone who has good a good opinion regarding the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu his wives, the pure wives of Nabi sallallahu who are our mothers, and they say that they are free from these... Uh, malicious, uh, you know, accusations that some people ascribe to them, as well as they think good of their progeny, then this person is free from nifaq. This person is free from hypocrisy. And we know the worst type of spiritual disease a person can have is hypocrisy, is nifaq. If a person is a munafiq, it's very dangerous. So he says, if you have this belief about the sahaba, in regards to the sahaba, you are free from nifaq. If you have the opposite beliefs that the Sahaba were negative, they did wrong things, these accusations against them are correct. They were not sincere to Allah. They disobeyed Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi They were, they showed animosity to him and his way. Then this is a sign of nifaq in our hearts. So we should understand this belief regarding the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, and we should love them, as Imam al-Tahawi rahimahullah has stated. Now there's many reasons why we should love the Sahaba radiallahu The primary reason is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them. If we love those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, the hope is that Allah will love us. And that's the goal of life. That's why we love Rasulullah sallallahu We love him because he went through so much struggles. He brought this message to us and he loves us more than we love him. And loving Rasulullah sallallahu is Islam itself. Following his way is Islam itself. You cannot be a Muslim without Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Similarly, 
Who are the ones that brought the deen of Rasulullah to us? It's the Sahaba radiallahu If the Sahaba did not exist, we wouldn't have Islam. If there were no Sahaba, we would not have our deen right now. Nabi propagated, he preached to whom? The Sahaba. And they are the ones who protected this deen. They transmitted it to the next generation, the Tabi'een. They to the next and next. And we still have this deen today in its pristine state. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So we love the Sahaba for the fact that they are the best of generations. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa himself says, خَيْرٌ nasi qarni the best generation of humanity is my generation. Nabi sallallahu says, the Sahaba are the best. Then those who come after the Sahaba, they are called the Tabi'een, the followers. And then those who come after them, the Atba'u Tabi'een, the third generation. And this is what, when you hear the Salaf. You may have heard this term, the Salaf, Salaf al-Salih. The pious predecessors. These are who we are referring to. The Sahaba. Those who came after the Sahaba, the Tabi'un, and those who come after the Tabi'un, the Atba'u Tabi'un, they are called the Salaf. And Nabi Sallallahu praises them in this hadith. The best generation is my people, my Sahaba, then those who come after them, then those who come after them. He doesn't mention those who come even after them though. So that is one reason why we love the Sahaba. They're the best of generations. The next reason is they are our means to Rasulullah Sallallahu if you want to find out something that Nabi Sallallahu said or did or felt, you have to go through the Sahaba. How do we know what Nabi Sallallahu said? We open a book of Hadith. There's a collection of what Nabi Sallallahu said, did, all of the historical events. Who are the ones that are narrating this? This is the Sahaba radiallahu Without them, we wouldn't know our Nabi. So just like we love Nabi Sallallahu we love those associated with him and who have given us his life story in detail. We also love the Sahaba because of their struggles. They went through great amounts of struggles to get this deen to us. And so we have it in its pristine state. It's very easy for us to learn this deen, to practice on this deen. It wasn't so easy for them. And these are reasons. There's many more reasons, of course. They have the best of virtues. They're the best of people. If we want to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to please Allah, we can just follow their way. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Surah Tawbah, verse 100? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَادِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ تَبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ anhum wa وَرَضُوعًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who came first, talking about the Sahaba, the early Sahaba, who were the Muhajirin, the Ansar. Muhajirin, those Sahaba who came from Mecca and they migrated to Medina, the Ansar, those who welcomed them into Medina, welcomed them into their homes and their families, and helped them out. Allah says about them, as well as those who follow them with Ihsan, meaning those who came after. So you have the Muhajireen, you have the Ansar, you also have people who accepted Islam after the Hijrah. Allah says about them, Radiallahu anhum wa radu anhu. Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appraised the Sahaba, do you see any exceptions here? In this ayah, there's no exception. Allah is talking about all of the Sahaba. Those who came before, the Muhajireen. Those who came after the Hijrah, the Ansar. And those after them as well. All of the Sahaba. Allah says He is pleased with them. And they are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, for me, if I was to say that this Sahabi was incorrect, this Sahabi was 
not a follower of Rasulullah sallallahu in the proper manner. We know Islam better than this Sahabi. This is a slander against the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has appraised them. Who am I to disparage them? Who am I to criticize them? They are praised in the Quran itself. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمِ For those individuals, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared gardens in paradise. Allah has prepared Jannah for them. Under which rivers will flow under these gardens. They will remain forever inside. And this is the true success. Allah says the Sahaba will go to Jannah. So who are we to say anything about the Sahaba? In another verse, Surah Al-Fatih, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the last verse, Muhammadun Rasulullah. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُوحَ مَا أُبَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the ayah, praising the Sahaba. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and those who follow him, the Sahaba, they're very strict when it comes to the kuffar. When it comes to the kuffar, they do not allow their beliefs to be compromised and mixed with the beliefs of the kuffar. But they're very kind with one another. You will see them doing ruku', you will see them doing sujood, seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor and seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the sahaba in the Quran. Again, in Surah Al-Fatih, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah is pleased with the believers. At that time, who are the believers when the ayah was revealed? The Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So these are the individuals, these are our fathers and our mothers. We should hold them to such a high standard. We do not like that our fathers and our mothers be slandered. Why would, be, why would we be happy and pleased when someone can slander the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum? In one hadith narrated by Imam al-Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, my generation is the best, the Sahaba, then those after them, and then those after them. In another narration, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa commands us, he prohibits us. He says, La tasubbu ashabi. Do not curse my Sahaba. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, Do not curse my Sahaba. Falaw anna ahadakum anfaqa mithla uhudin dhahaban ma balagha mudda ahadihim wala nasifa. He says, Why shouldn't you curse them? Any one of the Sahaba, if you look at them, had they spent enough, had you spent, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, لَوْ أَنْفَقَ أَحَدُكُمْ Had you spent the Mount Uhud in gold. Now those of you who have gone for Umrah and Hajj, when you go to Medina, if you look into the horizon of Medina, you will see a huge shadow, which is Mount Uhud. It fills up the entire horizon. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, if you and I, were to spend that amount in gold for Allah. You turn Mount Uhud into gold coins and you spend it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's probably more money than there is in the world. Then that would not equate a handful of what my Sahaba spend for Allah. If a Sahabi was to give a date for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was to give a date, a single date in Sadaqah, we could not equate that for the rest of our lives. Because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, if you had Mount Uhud worth of gold, you cannot equate a handful of what his Sahaba radiallahu anhum spent. It's literally impossible for us to equate the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And on top of that, their amal was much better than ours. Even if they did just one amal in their life, we would never be able to equate it. But their, their lives are rich with amal 
and pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In both Sahih Muslim and Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is reported to say regarding the Ansar, regarding the Ansar specifically, لا يحبهم إلا مؤمن ولا يبغضهم إلا منافق Only those believers will love the Ansar. Believers love the Ansar. As for those who have a malice and ill will and negative connotations and thoughts regarding the Ansar, those are munafiqeen. Only a munafiq, a hypocrite would dislike the Ansar. مَنْ أَحَبَّهُمْ أَحَبَّهُ اللَّهُ وَمَنْ أَبْغَضَهُمْ أَبْغَضَهُ اللَّهُ Those who love the Ansar, Allah loves them. Those who hate the Ansar, Allah hates them. The words of Rasulullah sallallahu In another narration, Abdullah ibn Mughaffal says, Rasulullah sallallahu said to, he says, Allaha, Allaha fi ashabi. This is a, a statement, a, a phrase in Arabic. Allaha, Allaha fi ashabi. Meaning, fear Allah, fear Allah when it comes to my sahaba. Be very, very careful and cautious what you say about my sahaba. La tatakhiduhum gharadan min ba'di. Do not make the Sahaba a target for your phrases and your negative statements after I pass away. Don't do this. Fear Allah. فَمَنْ أَحَبَّهُمْ فَبِحُبِّ أَحَبَّهُمْ Nabi Wasallam says, Anyone who loves the Sahaba, they love them because they love me. وَمَنْ أَبْغَضَهُمْ فَبِبُغْضِي أَبْغَضَهُمْ Anyone who hates the Sahaba, hates the Sahaba because they hate me. Imagine that. If someone hates the Sahaba, this is a sign Nabi Wasallam saying, that it is because you hate Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is why you hate the Sahaba. And if you love the Sahaba, it's because you love Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَمَنْ آذَاهُمْ فَقَدْ آذَانِي Someone who harms the Sahaba, whether it is physically, we cannot physically harm them anymore, but with our verbal statements, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, they have harmed me. Imagine, you harm Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, what will be our condition? He says, anyone who harms the Sahaba has harmed me. وَمَنْ آذَانِي فَقَدْ آذَ اللَّهِ Anyone who has offended me has offended Allah. وَمَنْ آذَ اللَّهِ فَيُشِكُ أَنْ يَأْخُذَ Anyone who has offended Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is going to take them to task. In essence, you speak negative about the Sahaba, beware. Either in dunya or akhirah, there is a adab waiting for us. If we say a negative statement about the Sahaba, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُمْ now, what is the rank of these great illuminaries? Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghudda, a great scholar who passed away a few years ago, he writes in one of his books, وَقَدْ أَقَامَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لِرَسُولِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ أَصْحَابًا أُمَنَا وَعُلَمَاءً نُبَهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for his Rasul. Remember, this is the greatest creation of Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the, the beloved of Allah. Because Allah loves Nabi sallallahu He has created for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Great companions Scholars Nobles Amanu bi da'watihi They have accepted the da'wah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wafadawhu bi anfusihim wa arwahihim wa amwalihim wa awladihim wa diyarihim wa awtanihim They sacrificed for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Their selves Their souls Their wealth Their children Their homes their cities, everything they sacrificed for Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. The love of Rasulullah sallallahu has mixed in and merged and fused with their hearts and their souls. And they have spent for the khidmah of Rasulullah, for the service of Rasulullah sallallahu 
They gave everything that was valuable to them. فَتَلَقَّوْ عَنْهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ سُنَّتَهُ وَأَحَدِيثَهُ وَحَفِظُوهَا وَضَبَطُوهَا وَوَعَوْهَا وَبَلَّغُوهَا كَمَا وَعَوْهَا He says here, they took the hadith from Rasulullah. They took the Qur'an from Rasulullah. They took Islam from Rasulullah wasallam. They protected it. They ensured that it can be delivered to the next generation. They practiced on it and they taught others how to practice upon it. These are the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu, a Sahabi himself, he says, he says about, uh, about the Sahaba, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself a Sahabi, إِنَّ اللَّهَ نَظَرَ فِي قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked at the hearts of his slaves before we were sent to this dunya. Allah looked at the condition of the hearts of the slaves. فَوَجَدَ قَلْبَ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ خَيْرَ قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ Allah saw that the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is the greatest of all of the hearts of his slaves. فَاسْطَفَاهُ لِنَفْسِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa seeing that he was the greatest. فَابْتَعَثَهُ بِرِسَالَتِهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the greatest heart to spread the final message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the complete message. ثُمَّ نَظَرَ فِي قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ بَعَدَ قَلْبِ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ فَوَجَدَ قُلُوبَ أَصْحَابِهِ خَيْرَ قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked at all the other hearts after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah saw that the greatest hearts after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa they were made to be the, become the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa These were when they were souls. The souls were chosen to be the companions, the sahaba. فَجَعَلَهُمْ مُزَرَاءُ نَبِيِّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them into the wazirs and the ministers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yuqatiluna ala deenihi. They fight for the sake of his deen. They protect the deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In another narration, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud again, a sahabi, he's saying, Antum akhtharu salatan, wa akhtharu siyaman, wa akhtharu jihadan min ashabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's speaking to the next generation. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, the sahabi, he was young in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so... When the tabi'een were there, he was speaking to them. Addressing them, he gave a khutbah and he said, You people, he's talking about the tabi'een, you perform more salah than them. You fast more than the sahaba. You fight more fi sabilillah than the sahaba. He's praising them. Wahum kanu khayram minkum. However, they're still better than you. You fast more, you pray more, you do more, you read more, you know more. They're still better than you. قَالُوا فِيمَ ذَاكَ يَا عَبَابْدِ الرَّحْمَانِ The people, the tabi'een, they're sitting there. How then? How are they better than us? We pray more, we fast more, we believe. We, we, we uh, go out and we fight more. في سبيل الله. How are they better? قَالَ كَانُوا أَزْهَدَ مِنْكُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَرْغَبُوا مِنْكُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Their hearts were better than yours. They were more detached from the dunya and they were more inclined to the akhirah than you are. You can pray more salah. You can learn more, you can do more. But if your heart is not on that level, you're not going to be like them. All of the Sahaba, their hearts were the most pure hearts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw and He chose them. We do not have a single right to talk about the Sahaba in a negative light. We only mention them with khayr and goodness and love and respect and reverence. This is the belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. This is what Imam Al-Tahawi rahimahullah states in his treatise which highlights the belief of the consensus of Muslims. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq, to have love for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Because loving the Sahaba is loving Rasulullah. And loving Rasulullah 
is loving Allah and loving Allah is the purpose of our life. So loving the Sahaba includes fulfilling our reason that we were created. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love them, to give us tawfiq to get closer to them, to give us tawfiq to learn their lives because we cannot love what we do not know and give us tawfiq to follow their way. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Rahmatika ya arhamar rahmin.